0: I'm with Sean and Lily from Cafe Gummo. Say hi. Hello. Hi. Yeah, and we're just about to have a um, a shot of, it's like a guava rum. <laughs> cheers. cheers. Cheers, yeah. cheers, cheers. <laughs> oh. oh, that's really nice. Mm. It's really sweet. It's not actually that heavy, hey? No, it's pretty nice.
1: Oh, that's really good. Where did you get that from? We got that from
0: Vinales. In- Fuck yeah, you said that there was government. I mean, you were saying the other day there was government runs and then non government, yeah. Runs or so, you like got that.
1: your like Havana club and stuff like that, and then you've got other stuff that people are making independent from the government. But I think
2: there's a restriction on how much they
1: can just use. Uh,
2: oh, I'm not sure if there's a restriction on, on how much, but they are only allowed to sell it in regional, yeah. So, they're not even allowed to like we ran in Vinales and they're not allowed pretty much to sell it in Havana.
0: Uh, and not at all like overseas. Havana Club is the only rum that's allowed to. Get oh, sold oh, overseas. That is, oh, that is the rum. Yeah. I actually <laughs> didn't know that, that that was <laughs> the rum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Government so, rums. There's that one, and then
1: there's something called Santiago something or other, which is another tasty rum, but that's another government owned one.
0: Oh, government competition. Yeah. I suppose that, that, that's what it'll be like over here if commies like you have your way, eh? <laughs> Uh, guys, before we move on, today we'll be getting on and we'll be listening to someone from the Refugee Action Collective talking about um, uh, the, uh, the Bell Street Preston Mantra Hotel protest that will be on this Saturday. So we'll be having a quick chat with him in a minute. And then after that, we'll get on and we'll be speaking to Sean and Lily about all things related to Cafe Gummo and running an anti-fascist bar as they... As they head up to their first anniversary and I think that's on Saturday, yeah? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Fuck yeah. Hey, we got the thing, them, so them
2: right way. Can we it to them wicked up I know the whole community I live greatly.
0: Everyone I'm here with Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective and we're talking about the uh Bell Street Preston protest outside the mantra this Saturday. Chris how are you?
3: I'm
0: good, thanks for having me. Chris, what's happening out at the Mantra? We've had people have been staying in the Mantra for seven months now. Is that correct?
3: Uh, yeah, that's right. So, people who've come here from uh, Mammoth Island and Nauru for medical treatment um, have essentially been locked up indefinitely in the Mantra Hotel and in the Minor Detention Centre in Broad Meadows. Uh, there's 55 people in the mantra that are overflow from the detention the center in um, 41 in Broad Meadows. And they often haven't uh, received the medical treatment they've come here for. Um, basically, uh, since uh, when the Medivac was first being uh, put forward uh, in around February 2019, uh, the coalition started to lock up everybody who was coming from Manus and Nauru the because they wanted to say that there, some sort of threat. Uh, before that, there'd been a trickle of people who come by the courts, you know, to go to the courts to say you were sick enough to come. Um, and all of those people were allowed out to community detention. But once the Medivac legislation was um, put forward, they all began to be um, locked up permanently. So these are people who've spent uh, six years uh, you kind know, of rocked up in Madison, Nauru. They're, you know, recognized refugees. Um, they've committed no crimes. Through the government's to release them. There's no reason that these people need to be in detention. They should be released. They should be allowed to stay permanently. You know, everyone in the and 700 left, should be brought here and you know, allowed to, to get on with their lives.
0: And, yeah, I, I just, you know, for me, stressing to everyone that these are not... These are people who were specifically brought over related to the Medivac laws for medical treatment. And not only have they not been, you know, given that in many cases for months upon months, but they've just been subjected to another kind of internment, camp. hey? Yeah,
3: and you know, there's, there's, there's guys in the mantra who um, lost most of their teeth, which was never treated on Manus Island. They never got any treatment. They still haven't been treated here. Um, There's one guy who's told that he wants to get treatment. He has to have them, he's only got a few teeth remaining. He has to take them all out rather than getting a more expensive option. Um, it's you know it's, it's insane.
0: Totally insane. Absolutely insane. The um, there was a there was an offer from I believe a local council in the Preston area not long ago. Um, to, to provide local library services and the like to them. Did the, 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 but it would have had to have been accepted by the federal government. Did they at least accept that offer?
3: I don't know about the library service. I do know that um, there's a, a refugee and migrant service at Pants Hospital, which is just right next door, which isn't being used. I do know the mayor of Derebin has you know lobbied to allow those services and to let them out. Um it wouldn't surprise me if the library service was denied. I mean I do know that one of the people inside Mos uh, from is the musician who recorded the song with Australian artist Jimmy Barnes on the guitar um and he's asked to be allowed to go out to record a, a studio just around the corner. he had, you know got no reply back about that um so i yeah you know, I don't know the details about the library service, but uh, it would be you know, an, an, added, an added time if that wasn't the, the um, around. Yeah.
0: It's so ideologically driven, and I just, I, I really hope everyone gets down. What, What is happening on the weekend? Who have we got speaking, and what do you expect for the event?
3: Okay. So we'll um, set up in Hoffman Street. Uh, the police will block off for us at the front of the hotel. Um, we're going to open... Uh, Celine Gap uh, Littlefoot She plays Music And then We're going To have Moz from Manus Speak from Inside uh, Via phone And we'll Be able to See him At the Window that he Speaks to Us um, We've got uh, Paul Healy Who's the state Secretary of HACSU Which is the Health Union You know uh, who ironically Hatsu had a, a conference at the Mantra Hotel uh, last year and they were outraged to find out that there were refugees in prison in the same hotel where mm. they never had a conference. Uh, we've got Lydia Thorpe, um, who was a former uh, Greens MP for Northgate, yep. and uh, Ali Yusuf, who was who is an Iraqi uh, refugee who spent five years in in Australia, um, including in the young fighter detention centre who recently won a court case uh, releasing him, although Border Force is appealing that, so he might be taken back into detention. But um, he'll be speaking as well just about, you know, the reality of detention and what it's like.
0: I can't stress enough to people that that, that we have, you know, we have allowed generations of governments to to... to to acclimatize to allowing these offshore internment camps and now we've got these local ones too. Do you do you think that there's um that the outrage is going to turn into action at some point? I mean, I you know I guess I'm looking for a bit of hope here, you know, <laughs> I get worried that people have just got so used to management and the like that I don't see them I see them getting I see them having got used to it. I, we want change. How can we bring it about?
3: There, there has been action over many years. I mean, part of the tragedy is that the two major parties, you know, Labor and Liberal, have agreed on, on so much. Yeah. Uh, we we did see some cracks finally with the Medivac back uh, legislation, which is, you know, Labor voted for, which was very good. Yeah. And that's been part of the obstacle. But no, no, there has been uh, large protests. Like the pumps of their refugee rallies have been 20,000. There was a huge outcry when... Uh, doctors and health workers refused to release baby Asher back to detention back to the room. And so we have had some wins along the way. Uh, you know, the fact that these people are here at all is because of the Medivac legislation. Yeah. Uh kids and the family did come off the roof. It's just that we haven't been able to generate enough pressure to win it completely. So yeah. there've been partial partial wins. Uh, so we do need to keep fighting. Offshore detention is still a reality. Uh, it's been whittled down, but, you know, people have been there six years. I think there's still about 450 people on manuskin Um, it's, it's more than time that this should stop. It has been going on, as you say, for far too long. Uh, so we're saying to any of your listeners that you can make a difference. You know, your presence at the rally is never the one rally that does it, but over time, it has shifted public opinion. Yeah. You know, when people find out about it, they think it's outrageous. Um, you know, it's often not on the news; it's not necessarily the first thing on people's minds. But it it is a and it is something that we can come together to stop.
0: And it starts with people popping out on Saturday. So I'll put yeah. up details for the event on the site. If everyone could also please look up the Refugee Action Collective page on Facebook. They've got the link on there. And, um, Chris, I look forward to seeing you on Saturday and I look forward to seeing everyone else as well. Hopefully we get a heap of people.
3: Thank you very much for having me on. Hi, Sean. Hi, Lily.
0: How's it going? Hi. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, A year, hey? A year of Café Gummo.
2: Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. It's, Fuck
0: yeah. It's gone really fast
1: and it feels like it's gone at a snail's pace as well just because so much has happened
0: in the yeah. space. Yeah. How did you guys get the idea for this? How did this come to pass? Well <laughs> Is that an easy question to answer?
2: oh uh, actually yes. I mean it's kind of combining just all the things we like. Yeah. And then therefore it came just naturally to us. I think it was in Germany. John was living with me in Germany in Cologne, and I, I just had this moment, moment like once sitting in the Irish pub he was working in, seeing him, mm. and, 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 and was like just, a natural, in like chatting and drinking banter.
1: And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably and, my primary skill is banter. Yeah, fuck mm. you. Yeah. But yeah, we come from I guess an arts background. Lily's an actress, and I've bummed around and done a bunch of stuff.
2: Another reason where we thought like we can't probably you know, live mm. up to forever, mm. you know So it's just really and when, yeah, and then mm. I always like had to work in bar, cafe spaces as well, yeah. supporting my, my income as an actress, and I always loved it too. I loved yeah, socializing So there, there's this one part, and then yeah, there's, there's the side to us where we um, really want to be active in in uh, anti fascism in some
0: ways. And was that the case for both of you in Germany when you met? Did you meet through activism or did you make just out uh, no, we
1: met through art stuff, yeah. I guess is the short answer to it. Yeah. Lily was working for a traveling theater company and yeah. I was the um hitchhiking uh help that imposed themselves on the <laughs> company. Help. So like a roadie, <laughs> yeah. is that sort of uh well I well, did, yeah. there was no real job interview. I, I Well, the way her tent was tells that I turned up with purple stained teeth from drinking wine and started (laughs) going on about how I was going to be working for uh, a tent company at Edinburgh Fringe, blah, blah, blah. He thought I was a bit weird. Ended up uh, making friends with the lighting and sound designer who decided he liked me uh, when we were watching the football grand final or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we met through that kind of thing. Um, We were both doing kind of itinerant. Art's work, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cannot actually, cannot tell. <laughs> I was going to move on with it. I forgot about bit, but I just noticed it on the ground. Um, before this started, now wait, just hear me out here. I <laughs> don't, it's not what it sounds like. I swear, I've just been given. Um, I've been given a, I've been given a Hitler stamp. Um, actually, <laughs> to, to legitimate. Um, uh, World War Two era. How did um, all you know, purple, purple. Yeah. Um. What does it say? <coughs> Deutsches Reich. Is that? Is Probably. That me, it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's the um, yeah. How and does, it's got a side profile the... of Adolf Hitler. And I've been given that as a gift. I I, <laughs> I, 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 I gave. I, I said some things, some Nazi intel things. And he said, "Okay, well, in exchange, you can have this as a reward." <laughs> 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 <New> <laughs> That's parents. what we do in anti-fascist culture. We give people little um. Uh, Nazi Germany relics in exchange for bits of intel. How
1: how does looking at that stamp make you feel? Um,
0: uh, It's, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm personally quite excited to have it. Like, I I think it's nice. But as we said before, like, putting it up on, maybe maybe putting it up somewhere public in the home might might make people who come over to my house have some questions about my future. (laughs) Um, But anyway, the point is, (laughs) How did you how did you come across this this stamp? Well,
2: yeah, my grandfather. <laughs> he wasn't a Nazi though. I
0: have to say, hmm. he, uh, he was, was a
2: just passionate collecting
0: stamp uh, collector. He's a stamp collector. <laughs> collect if them. you are a German stamp collector, you, 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 presumably at some point you're going mm. to be collecting some some over yeah, two or yeah, stamps. Was yeah, like maybe thinking.
2: Was, I mean, it was probably. He ended probably also up with it after war because he was really young throughout the war, throughout yeah. So probably started later on collecting stamps and then realizing after everything was over that might have some value. <laughs> <than a> <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, we yeah, we found
1: think. them when we were uh, renovating the, the the basement and um, In
2: Germany, yeah
1: yeah and we found a lot of cigar boxes. He he was mad about smoking cigars and all these cigar boxes had uh, stamps from all over the world, including Haiti. And, uh, places like this, like places you'd never expect to find stamps of in. Yeah, some yeah, German yeah. How much early did
0: you come across this yeah.
1: And then, yeah, going through one of their albums, there was the Reich period. Um,
2: Which is, yeah, just another moment as well, making you realize, holy shit, this was all real. Yeah,
1: and ordinary yeah. people were licking the back of that guy's head every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were, they were. Yeah, the mundanity of of I suppose all of the the administrative, you know, accoutrements of a of a life under a regime like this. I mean, that's that's yeah, you know, it's more I suppose personally impressive on you in that moment, isn't mm, yeah. it? You know, like mm. you remember that at one point this was the yes. only world that people lived in, in that yep. country. I and therefore yeah. I,
2: I, I think like it's also kind
0: of probably well, good to hold on to certain, certain things like that, just to remember yourself. Yeah. Be like that, that, was, that actually happened. 100%. So, like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I might do? I might actually make this the background picture for um this episode of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> posing an odd Your question. cancellation, Tom, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's time to go. I never knew I'd get cancelled because of a fucking stamp, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, in Germany, there's lots of uh, anti-fascist spaces. I've learned yeah. this through lots of you. Not so many here. Activist spaces, sure, you know, which are anti-fascist adjacent ones. Um, but when you guys set up Cafe Gummer, do, do you call it an anti-fascist? Do you just call it a space that's welcome to everyone except for fucking Nazi dickheads? How do you sort of see it? I guess we can say it either way, really
2: um i think that for us we always we're always true we an anti-fascist bar and when we started off we kind of wanted to like let people get around it themselves hmm. and like and yep. now we're going back a little bit into promoting ourselves as an anti-fascist bar, but we're still trying to be careful with it because we don't want to scare off the normies or something
0: yeah that's, it, yeah, yeah that's
2: it yeah yeah
0: we have a lot of it's funny isn't it it's like the power of of being anti-fascist, or, or you know, of have you know organizing in that respect, it's only as powerful as the the sum total of the other people that you that are interested in and that will want to get on board. Like otherwise, you know, are you just trying to have a coalition of the same one hundred people forever, yeah, yeah, or do you want yeah. more people to join yeah. in because it's a fun party? It, you know? it should be mainstream, and there's a mm. there's a strong element in places like Germany and
1: and France and other places in Central Europe where yeah. is it, because of the history. Um, an anti-fascist outlook is maybe not mainstream but it's mm. a large section of the population goes yeah of course
0: yeah and you, you're not having to sell it like you might to an average Aussie who hasn't heard of the word before 2015 or 16 yeah. when they were hearing yeah you know, anti-fascist miscategorized as terrorists or whatever yeah, they've never heard of it before
1: and you can yeah. say an anti-fascist part to some people in Australia and they'd be like oh well then why don't you just have like a Anti-cancer bar, or an
0: you know anti
1: ebola or something. Yeah. Why, why is this relevant?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. W- w- without recognizing, because they don't, they don't know the degree to which there are there are fascist which elements. Which is like, even.
2: that's my head in because the whole how this whole country is built is kind of it's it's different, but it's kind of the same. You know, to yeah. what happened in Germany, like I mean, there there was there, like massacres. <laughs> there's like an yeah, actually, I know, I, the it, most
0: fascist it, things that happen <laughs> yes. are some of the the, the the foundational elements of this modern colonial construct here. Oh, but not that. No, we don't mean that. We just mean the Nazis with the shaved heads yeah, who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, who have the little swastika tattoos. Yeah, no, it's amazing, right. isn't yeah. it? But if, it's such a hard sell to get people to understand that, that, that again, that modern foundational colonial thing is, mm. is fascist <laughs> in nature. It's very easy to make that case. So if they don't believe that, then... Are they going to be interested? I feel like it's maybe
2: more difficult for Australians because it's kind of the foundation of the society they're living in now. Rather than in Germany, it was a period of time, and you still don't have to feel bad about being on the land. You know what I mean? And here it's a bit—it's hard because even with people being born here, you feel like shit. Like I'm actually maybe not supposed to be here, or like there's a whole conflict, Hmm. I guess, around around that matter. yeah, it was just hard
0: to. Oh to, yeah, to, to, I'm to, always uh, trying to like well, extol the merits of of um, going. Now I want people to have a sober view of our history, because mm. like wrapping yourself on the knuckle and being ashamed, shame doesn't do anyone any good. But but acknowledging history does, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Because then you don't fucking repeat it. You then know, you know don't what repeat mean? But, it, and you can yeah maybe yeah make circumstances
2: circumstances today also like better
0: for, um, yeah. 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 And this is yeah, again, this is an important aspect of historical anti-fascism in Australia. I would consider that stuff to be historical anti-fascism, like trying to get people to be aware of that. Yeah. But, hey, we're getting away from ourselves. You yeah. have a space. You've had it for almost a year now. Almost oh, a year. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Are you, are you, are <laughs> you, it. How, is, how has having this space gone as opposed, what was your... What did you think owning an anti-passage bar was going to be like? Well, were you worried about reprisals? Were you excited? uh, Do you think it would you Well,
1: initially I was thinking, let's go in soft and, you know, let the punks put up lefty stickers and we won't announce anything. Yeah. And um, Lily Lily was the one that was actually um, pretty much just going, why the fuck do we have a bar? And (laughs) I was like, you know what? You're
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you have done you have set about this enterprise. You might as well go hard about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think um it's just drawing a line in the sand. I mean, there's a lot of bars in town in Melbourne and around Australia that I would consider anti fascist in nature because they're not going to tolerate any of that bullshit. True. Yeah. So I guess we just wanted to make it very clear yeah. where we're at. And yeah. I think because of that. And because of some of the low level online pushback we've got, it's yeah. actually helped us build a following around those principles. Yeah. Which has attracted people from minority backgrounds that know if they have a problem with somebody in the space along themes of homophobia, yeah. racism, transphobia, stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, if they're getting bullied they know that we'll have the chat for them, and I think that takes off a bit of pressure for people.
0: 100%. And, and just to reiterate, low-level online pushback from dead shit, obsessive fascists <laughs> is really all you've actually seen uh, yeah, uh it, over yeah. the course of this year. Yeah. yeah. I think it was all related to the Yard Show and the sale oh, of Yard yeah, shirts. Yeah. actually. Are those was it? those <laughs> fucking <assholes>. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> bloody pricks. <laughs> but I
2: feel like it was another step, seeing that there was only a little bit of like you know online trolling that, that made us feel like okay, we can actually be um, yeah I don't know even more <laughs> about it.
0: Because, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Like why not have that public space there? Because yeah. you yeah. do have fascist organising or like, behind closed doors in their own little spaces, but the serious ones are probably not the type of ones to even bother well, with doing anything you know
1: well yeah i think um i think it's going to be bad bad pr for them to attack a small business run by a married couple that's know, right
0: small small aussie business yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. totally so it's funny how those little things those little um mentions from the dead sheets they're kind of like actually decent promo aren't they? like you can share them as you did i think on the page and go hey look everyone Dead yeah. shit doesn't like us, and then good people go.
1: Oh, I like yeah. you, then.
3: Yeah. We actually <laughs> yeah.
1: initially we were like, oh, we don't know which way this is going to go, and then we just started laughing because some of the bad because most of it came out as bad reviews, and, yeah. and some of it was just like you've never been to the bar,
2: you have no idea, like there where you we come from, Toowoomba. Came out, <laughs> we came in handy that we called ourselves Kathy Gamal which in the beginning was just like because we like the sound better coffee Gummy Gummy Bar. <laughs> just pretty yeah. much what it was and i wanted to know let people know that we do sell coffees as well and i don't know just we like the name the yeah. Of it. yeah anyways with the bad reviews there <laughs> they were all just review like saying things how bad the coffee was dead
1: rat in my coffee <laughs> There was one that said their eggs were covered in semen and
0: shit, which I assume was eggs. homophobic in nature, but it's like just. Their eggs were covered in semen. Semen and shit. And shit. <laughs> yes, it's homophobic. I can see how they thought that that was. But when you unpack the practicalities, I think, I they- think it just demonstrates the limits <laughs> of their knowledge about how um, <laughs> certain kinds of sex work. You know what I mean? I'm just not sure that that's what happens. Yeah.
1: So for next time, in case there's any haters listening, next time you write a review, we're a bar. You're just embarrassing yourself. There are
0: coffees there, but most people are going there for beer. Okay? (laughs) So that's what just when it says cafe, if you want to shit on the place, you should talk about the alcohol there. <laughs> Some, maybe say that it was semen in the beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> baby steps. Baby Two, right? Eh? We can yeah. get on to that. Um, can I ask something? You've had a huge amount of fundraisers and such over the course of this year. Yeah. Well, we didn't actually plan yeah. a lot of –
1: when the – yeah, for example, the, the bushfire crisis and our, yeah. our government's pitiful – uh Response to that Mm. happened. A lot of the people that had already booked gigs that were putting on nights, turned them into fundraisers. So we can't take credit
2: for all the fundraisers that have happened.
1: No, no, no. Because yeah, because activists will
0: come through you guys and ask if they can run a night. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think that's also though because of we don't charge bands to put on gigs. Like we even give guarantees to bands if they stay with the door charge uh, below five dollars or like like maximum five dollars. Um, so Us, yeah, yeah, because we like, we just want to be really supportive, but like we're coming from arts background as well, we just want to be super supportive uh, towards um, musicians and their arts. Um, yeah, and, and then, especially if people we yeah, are putting on fundraisers we want kind to of kind of you know we we don't take any from uh, money from the door charge. So sometimes we even have deals. We say like, okay, a certain percentage from the bar, yeah, goes into that yes, yeah. and there has
1: been nights we've donated money. Off of the bar um uh the night that uh whoever the hell they were nazi concert in town we had a couple of bands on that night and that was a guy organized
0: oh there was supposed to be the blood and honor thing on that yeah. night, and we didn't know where the fuck it was and yeah. so you just did that yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah yeah so a percentage of the bar we donated to a group called exit australia which we found out about which is um similar to a group called uh, Exit
3: Germany, and yeah. I think
1: there's Exit US and Exit UK as well, that helps de-radicalise extremists, whether they're white supremacists mm. or... Um, yeah,
0: it's a way for individual white supremacists to go through it if they want to get out of the movement. Yeah, to try and, encourage them and out. it's run yeah. by people that got yeah. themselves
1: out, and you now they're helping get other people out of the yeah. movement. So there's stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the majority of our fundraisers have been put on by people that have approached us because they've seen we've done other fundraisers.
0: Yeah. And if
1: we agree with the cause, then we will run the... Uh,
2: yeah, we just provide the space. Yep.
0: Like that. Yeah, fuck but, yeah. Do you just know how much money has been raised? through This, this is something I meant to ask you earlier because I was thinking to myself, fuck, it must have been a lot of money that's come out because you've you've done so many already. Like
2: I don't know that like we have never looked at the whole amount. I just know I just did it with because we had like a massive amount of fundraisers in our first week open twenty twenty, um, <clears throat> towards the the fire crisis, and and there I was like because it was pretty much every night was was a fundraiser. Was yeah. Like, and then I was curious as well, we made only this one week
0: $5,000 Yeah, fuck yeah, fundraiser. that's amazing, I nice. That must have been a ton over the course of the year for the, various 20. courses.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Isn't that incredible?
2: Yeah, there were some nights where they had like just one night $2,000 something from the door or something because they had a cover charge and they just, you know, made 2000
0: Fucking incredible. Yeah fucking like incredible what's going on this weekend so it's the first birthday party on saturday yeah, saturday yeah. night saturday arvo did we, we the we, whole day is it... celebration we
2: start, yeah. we start like we're open as usual 4pm and then uh, i think at five, 5 mm-hmm. then the music starts throughout the night and there's nine acts playing yeah yep. nine fuck yeah act- yeah and um we try to just show a bit of a variety of what we play in Gamu because that's another thing in Gamu we try to not be only well we we'll, would we'll describe ourselves as a kind of artist we have or whatever but yeah we have a, a like a big range of different music you yeah. do hey there's yeah. always different yeah. kinds of scenarios
0: i've seen hip-hop on there i've seen noise experimental kind of noise yeah. there's a lot of punk there's the a shit ton of different stuff yeah yeah. Even, yeah
2: but even folk music we have like
0: uh, yeah
2: quite a lot
1: of folk. we're a bit <laughs> and, excited about um uh, this coming Wednesday, because we've got um, groups from uh, Indonesia and East Timor putting on a gig as part Sweet. of a, an extension of a festival that's going on in Melbourne at the moment.
2: Yeah. So
1: we've got that. We've got the karaoke. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and
1: we've got a, a single launch for a punk band on on Friday.
0: I still yeah. haven't been to your karaoke. Still so haven't actually um, done it. Yeah, no, so I would fun. love to. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I love karaoke. I haven't right. fucking done it for years. I'd like right.
1: to see you doing um, KRS-One dressed as Mega Cop. I reckon
0: that'd be great. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. I don't know how many people listening now about um, Mega Cop. It's a side project run by myself and a man called Nick Burns. It's a, um, a sort of on again, off again, fake cop weird gross thing, I don't know, just look it up Megacop, anyway we have talked (laughs) over time with with Gummer about doing like a Megacop night, I just don't know I've got to make more Megacop music and then I think like, I'm just wondering. I'm worried it would look, it'd turn out as some sort of gross, sweaty, like pingery kind of club viper type scenario. Where like, yeah, you know, you know, like at festivals, right. you get like rows of five women who'd all wear like sexy cop uniforms. <laughs> yeah. I keep whenever I think of like a mega cop night, I just keep picturing everyone in sexy cop yeah. uniforms. It
2: and I'd be, be a great, great gay night. Yeah, uh, yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd
0: be yeah, sick. A no. Punishing boy like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, so this Saturday is, It's what time does it start? Uh,
2: we open the doors at four.
0: Fuck yeah, yeah. okay. So, so if you are in Melbourne, or even if you're fucking interstate and you've got enough cash to be able to come interstate, come along and celebrate what is Australia's first anti-fascist park. Hey, can I ask a question? What does that mean in practice? If you're saying you're like an anti-fascist space or like a fascist free zone or a dead shit free zone, what are your rules for the space kind of thing? What is what is not tolerated?
1: I think it's the same as a lot of us in general. I mean, like, don't don't be an insulting asshole to somebody based on their appearance.
0: It's a leave your Donald
1: Trump t-shirt at home.
0: But what about my freedom of speech?
1: um, (laughs) Your what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The mood in the room just just Uh, went a lot colder (laughs) suddenly.
2: Um, No, but exactly this is the same thing. You can you can. As long as you don't insult other people around you, you know, like yeah. in terms of their appearance again. Like, yeah. I mean, if you insult a Nazi, that's a different thing. Yeah. Then you're welcome.
1: No one's born a Nazi. A lot of people born minorities, being a Nazi is a I don't think you've grown at the same status. I think it's something you've become through horrible choices you've made.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you're a shit cunt. It's it's strange, isn't it? It's like, we're this thing, you know, you probably remember me banging on a little while ago with the Maribyrnong Aquatic Centre, just because I went in there with my mate for a splash. And then we saw like this Nazi person in there and we were to the staff. We had a bit of, yeah, I said a few choice words to him, but he obviously clearly thought he was a shit cunt. And we talked to the managers there and we were like, you know, where I okay, came, but you need to think about other people. Like there's, you know, when I looked at him, he got a massive swastika tattoo on his chest and like two or three black people, like all mm-hmm. oldies, like walk between us. And most of the people in there are like black or Asian or Middle Eastern oldies, like 70 or 80 years old, in there having a splash and you're going to let this guy do this. Do I need to explain why this is a problem? you know, yeah, yeah. but you do with lots of people, you know. People have been, a lot of people have been done a number because I've wondered to myself, this wouldn't have happened 20 years ago or people mm. wouldn't have needed explain. No one would have told me, I don't think, 20 years ago that a swastika was a Hindu symbol.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think it's also partly because Nazis are finding it easier to hide themselves and their opinions. you got all that crypto stuff. It used to yeah. just be neo-Nazi boneheads, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. pretty easy to spot. Yeah, they've gotten good at suiting up and their excuses have gotten better. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and they've got they managed to get some of their language into the mainstream too. So there's a lot yeah. of people saying the word snowflake, not realizing that came out of alt right culture. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, yeah, they've managed to mainstream a lot of their back baseball. to your pool Nazi though. I can only picture him in um floaties that are red armbands. <laughs> if you're gonna be a Nazi in a pool, you could at least be cute about yeah, it. Right? <laughs> cute little uh, floaty. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If there's any Nazis listening out there and you want to go to the pool but you want to be cute about it, maybe that's something for you to think about in the future. Huh? Whilst
1: we're on the topic, if there's anybody out there who is an active neo-Nazi and having doubts, um, maybe check out some of those organisations that we mentioned earlier. Whatever you've believed in, or, or um, whatever you've done, a lot of people have rehabilitated themselves from worst. And they become active people that help de radicalize other people. So That's
0: true. You know what? As someone who doesn't do that kind of thing, usually just does being a foghorn, I can still say through all my research and stuff, most Nazi kids um, that I've ever watched you know the whole trajectory of their life has been their family abandoning them them losing jobs them having more and more information posted up about them online um their life getting worse and worse i mean if you want that to keep happening just stay doing what you're doing yeah. <laughs> but there's like there's like a self-interest aspect to not being one anymore as well i don't think it's got the same thing as the ethical stuff but yeah um probably best for your life if you ever think about that exit australia and
2: then you can also come to like here you know, is a super fun and uh, nice time. That's another thing, like, about Kathy Gamba, just showing people. I feel like it was our intention, also, like, maybe the more mainstream people or like people who haven't decided which direction they're, they're standing on in mm-hmm. the politics, being, showing them that, yeah, Antifa is not just like hoodie terrorists.
0: But it it can have color and fun, and it can be be about hanging out, hey, that it's not this fucking stereotypical thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Who are important and like good to have. Oh, totally. Absolutely. No doubt around that. But, um, and I feel like anti fascism can, like, just, yeah, should, can have different, um, aspects to it. And, like, yeah, and they're all important, but it's also important, I feel like, to make it more accessible to, so, yeah again to the mainstream or something something that's that, that's also starting in society i feel like in australia more young people are asking about the history of it of australia and wanting to be educated around it and yeah um, so i feel like there's yeah good
0: there's it's absolutely there. my favorite bar in the I wish I lived over closer to it. Although I kinda of don't because then I'd just be there drinking beers all the time and that's yeah, i like, like, do enough of that as it is. This fucking <laughs> cockhead again. Yeah. yeah. Well I I um I love it so much. It's such a fucking sick dive bar to hang out in. Like it's just a legit space. Doesn't matter about the antifacial shit or that just makes me know that I'm not giving my money to dickheads, which is a great thing and sometimes I aren't assured of that, but and I fucking love the bar. Maybe you want to put
2: on another thing, or something again, like like around, you know,
0: French Well, yes. Yeah, so for Melbourne Fringe Festival 2019, mm-hmm. of course we did what we think. I don't know. I mean, Cafe Gummer hosted this. It was possibly Australia's, maybe anywhere's, first like anti-fascist kind of group doing a live theatre show. We don't know. Like I hear that they've done I know that people have done gigs before, you know, bands. Mm -hmm. And I know that entertainers who have anti fascist inclinations have done theater shows. But I don't know if an actual group, like a name sort of group, has gone on and go, Oh, here's every theater show. I don't know, you know what I mean? But we think so. Anyway, either way, we were sit cunts and these guys were sit cunts for hosting us and Yeah, there's every chance that I'll be doing another thing for um, Melbourne Fringe Festival again this year. And, hey, if I were going to do it anyway, I would only ever do it with these guys because they're legends and it's just like Melbourne is a better place because of the existence of Cafe Gumbo. And I love yous and I I want to thank yous all and thank you for having been around for a fucking amazing year. And everyone get down to that fucking thing. Get fucking down. (laughs) Fuck yous. (laughs) Thank you
3: so much,
0: Sean and the Lupin Cafe. All right, thanks, stuff. The Big Rally Gig Guide. Like giving a shit about things? We're in luck. Starting out Saturday, February the 29th in Melbourne, we've got the Refugee Action Collective rally outside the mantra of Bell City in Preston, 2 pm. We fucking spoke about it at the beginning of the podcast, for fuck's sake. Weren't you paying attention? Fuck yeah. Over in Sydney, 11 am, the big old Sydney Mardi Gras Parade. Go join in, fuck ya. Thursday the 5th of March, down in Melbourne, we've got the big International Women's Day rally at 5.30pm. State Library should be a biggin'. Go show some solidarity. Or show some solidarity with yourself if you're a woman, fuck ya. Friday the 13th of March in Melbourne, we've got the March against Murdoch. I think that's an Extinction Rebellion affair. To do with climate, news court representation of climate. 5pm in the Treasury Gardens and nationally. We've got the uni student climate strides 12pm in all capital cities. These ones are fucking huge. They were last time. Go and make sure they are again. Go and show some solidarity, fuck ya. Yeah. Hit me up at tomtanicky.net. Well, there's a bunch of information about me and all my previous and current projects on there. You can also talk to me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on other platforms. I'm all over the shop and i also really would love your support if you support what i do it's not more important than the many causes that i will flog now and forever through my various platforms but it would really help me if you would chuck a clam or two my way through patreon Patreon patreon.com tom tanneke hit me up there Uh, a few different tiers of membership and i'll give you some benefits and you'll also be cucking the shit out of me you'll be my daddy and wouldn't that be nice for you to financially dominate me by being my patron love you all thank you so much see you next fortnight for another episode of the pork and feed the birds